This is the Benefits Buzz Podcast, your weekly pulse on what's happening in the world of employee benefits. Brought to you by your friends at WEX, who believe in simplifying benefits for everyone. Now listen up, and let's get buzzed! Hey y'all, welcome everyone to another episode of Benefits Buzz. And on this week's episode, uh, we are talking about lifestyle spending accounts, Kelsey. And I don't know, like if if all the benefits were like kids in school, LSAs would be like the cool kid in school, right? It's such a fun, <laughs> cool, unique benefit. It really is. I think it's just because it's customizable. The options are endless. Um, employers can really customize, but I'm really excited about our conversation to do today too, because the last episode we did on LSAs has like had the crown for best episode forever. So we're going to see if we can top that today. Yeah, for sure. This has been like the, one of the most popular episodes and I can't wait to build that was back in season one. Here we are in season four. Uh, and we're going to re- uh, address it again. We've got a really cool case study and a really cool guest. Um, I'm on this cool kid, cool kid, cool case study, cool <laughs> guest. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got Wailana Cruz. She's a benefits consultant with Hayes Companies, and she is our guest today. Wailana, welcome to Benefits Buzz. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're, we're great to have you. Like I said, you can tell we're a little jacked about LSAs, and we're excited to talk about <laughs> all the cool ways uh, that, that employers can think about LSAs uh, really as a, as a fully customizable uh, benefit, as well as a kind of a, a cool way to stand out, I think, and we'll, we'll dive into that. So let's start our conversation about um, this case study that we talked about. Um, so you work with a client uh, out in Vail, Colorado, right? And um well, Vail, Colorado, the city. And so uh, we want to talk about, you know, you've had a lot of experience with LSAs and I want to hear about how they've sort of used um, LSAs uh, for for their purposes and, and, and as a way to kind of offer a really cool benefit. Right. Yeah. So um, so at the town of Vail, we, um, we were approached by them back in about 2018 um, because they had heard about LSAs um, from Sherm, actually. I don't know what was happening in 2018, but and that was the year where I think LSAs came to the forefront, um, even though I think they were technically around for quite some time. But um, it got it gained a lot of buzz back in 2018. And so um, they wanted to learn more about it. And so we um, eventually they pulled the trigger on it and they've loved it ever since. So what exactly were they looking for um, in a benefit? Like what drew them to the LSA? So I think the, primarily the flexibility. Um, they love that about it. And they are already um, sort of encompassing sort of health and wellness into the benefits program already. But that was really more in the form of um, certain eligible expenses. It wasn't as robust as they have it with an LSA. And so um, I think that they were just really drawn to the flexibility and being able to provide a lot more options in terms of health and wellness for their employees and they've loved it ever since i mean they get great feedback that's awesome so um employees are loving the lsa what specifically did they end up choosing for their lsa because i know like we talked about a little bit um a few minutes ago the options are endless i mean the eligible expenses that you can pick are endless you can choose whether you want to require substantiation do you want to require Um, employees to meet a certain criteria before they get their dollars. So how did they set theirs up and what does theirs look like? So the way theirs is set up um, is, I think one, all full-time eligible employees are eligible for the LSA. And then on top of that, um, it's a flat annual amount. So they give 
each employee $800 annually to spend. So at the beginning of the plan year, um, it kind of works the same way as an FSA. So it's available day one, and then they can use that throughout the year. Um, it's They do require substantiation, but it's really just in the form of um, their receipts need to meet the, the buckets that they're pulling from, from the LSA eligible item list that they've got. Um, and that's really it. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. They love um, kind of how simple it is as well. I mean, it's a great way to offer so many different things with relatively little admin work on the, on the back end. Yeah, that's yeah. always plus. Now you're speaking, yeah, now you're speaking HR pros language, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what, what can they use those funds for? So let's maybe talk about like, uh, again, we talked about how customizable they were, but you know, what did they decide to use those LSA funds for in, in the town of Vail? Right. So um, they do your uh, box product. However, they did have a couple other customizations and that's really just um, kind of Vail Mountain Town specific. And so that includes things like uh, e-passes, national and state park fees, um, camping fees, equipment, um, stuff that you probably do that's relatively popular in the area. They wanted to include those as well. So um, I think it's covering everything under the sun when you yeah, put it that way into the box that's, product. That's so insane. That's so cool. Like literally I think about, you know, we've talked about how employers be competitive and, and, you know, how do you offer really cool benefits and literally saying, Hey, we have dollars. Like talk about catering to your audience and knowing what your employees care about. Here are some things you can use for ski. I mean, for, for things that, that are probably important to them and part of their lives and hobbies that they know bring joy right to them um and would be a really really strong recruiting tool and a really like really this is part of my benefits like that i think i love that you you brought that up and i think if anyone is listening right now they should be thinking wow that's super cool and super unique what are some really cool ways within my community or in my town or in my city that might be really specific that i could think really creatively about lsas and that's why again i i get so pumped about that particular benefit well and especially um, with all the talk in the the country right now, you know, there's been this this topic of the great resignation rate coming out of the pandemic. Um, hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, you know, talking about employees maybe looking for other opportunities. You know, coming out of like working from home for a long time or the struggles that they went through during the pandemic. So, I think we've definitely heard a trend of employers and consultants looking for unique ways to you know attract new talent, retain the talent they have because we know how costly that can be. Um, one thing I want to go back to is you mentioned that they get $800. That is a very healthy um, lifestyle spending account budget. Um, you know, I just want to throw out a couple of different stats. We have some benchmarking across our WEX book, um, and the average employer contribution is about $935, which is quite a bit. But I think the biggest thing, and I would love your opinion on this too, is it doesn't have to be $800. You know what I mean? Right. Um, there's a ton of different benefits to even like a $50 contribution or a $100 contribution. Have you um, had any other conversations with any other clients where they are maybe looking at a smaller contribution for a lifestyle spending account? Yeah, we've definitely had a conversation. I think though, over the past year, um, a lot of our clients had to make some really hard financial decisions. And so um, the timing just wasn't right. However, there's been tons of interest in the LSA. And I don't doubt that, you know, over maybe the next even year or two that we'll get a lot of our clients probably on that LSA grind. But uh, yeah, I mean, they like, it's, it's great. And we, we love being able to offer or, or get our clients aware and educated on what's out there, especially in terms of 
you know, like your typical wellness programs that you've got currently, I mean, it's, it's pretty limited and it's nowhere near as robust as this. And it's nice to be able to give your employees the opportunity to engage in health and wellness for things that they actually want to do versus, you know, having to do yeah. a physical exam. Or yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it right there, right? Like I think about all the things, even again, we go back to this, right? Um, like, right, you look at again, if I'm looking at it for an employer, I'm looking at benefits, right? Oh, everyone's got the 401k match. Everyone's got the typical benefits. But but something like this really stands out. And like you said, it's, it's a really unique way um, that you can include that that wellness and and really kind of get it tap into something really unique about that and and, and to your point right it needs to be right fiscally it needs to be a, a right place but I love your point Kelsey it doesn't have to be 800 it could be 50 it could be 100 it could be more than that depending on what you think will hit right and what you have available to contribute so I have to ask then really cool benefit for for Vale have you seen uh, I mean everyone wants to know you know has there been ROI or have you seen good usage or have you heard of good usage? usage with that benefit um, because it's so unique. Yeah, yeah. I think that the employees largely take advantage of the whole um, contribution for the most part. Um, the only thing I would say is that um, we'd love to get some more insight on exactly what uh, what they're using those funds for in terms of the buckets that they're pulling from. So for example, are they using it for ski passes mostly or um, gym equipment, stuff like that. But uh, uh, I think overall that yeah they have they have been utilizing it to the full advantage. But um, like Kelsey said, I, with the great resignation, I mean they they were very interested in keeping this going. Um, hopefully for the long term, it, with regard to retention, because you know it's it's so hard out there to retain great talent and across the book, even not just for for Vale, but for a lot of our clients, they're having a lot of trouble. Um, being able to attract people to their job to to their companies and and the jobs that they've got out there but I, but again this is a great way to do it so if you can do it um for those who are listening it's it's awesome and even if like like you were saying eric even a hundred dollars or nine hundred dollars whatever the um the benchmark is it's i still think it's a great way to invest in your employees and something that they actually want to do <laughs> Absolutely. Not that they're necessarily forced to do, you know, from a traditional wellness standpoint. Yeah, I mean, it's so unique in the different expenses. Um, so for those who maybe are a little bit newer to the LSA, um, you talked about the different buckets that employees can spend their dollars in. So um, from a WEX standpoint, we kind of have it broken out into three different buckets where we see this benefit most impactful, and that's physical, financial, and emotional. Um, across our book, we do see that a majority of participants who are in the LSA using that financial wellness bucket. So I just want to share some of the examples of eligible expenses. So those who are listening can get an idea or scope of what we're talking about. So a few that might stand out would be like a home purchase expense. So like closing costs, like things that, you know, you go to buy a house and it sneaks up on you at the end. You're like, Ooh, that's, that's kind of a big bucket of money or identity theft services, student loan reimbursement, um, financial advisors or planning services. Um, physical, I think people are used to the physical wellness bucket, right? Because that's what most wellness programs are made up of. So like you said, gym equipment um, for Vail, and it's actually in our box solution too, the ski, snowboarding passes, golf, um, personal trainers, fitness trackers, rock climbing, if you have an area where you can do that, 
definitely not in Fargo. Yeah, I'm saying we live in Fargo, not yeah, not a lot there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not there, but over here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, the last bucket would be emotional wellness. So especially coming out of a pandemic, um, meditation classes and apps, um, non-medical counseling, um, retreats, pet care, camping, personal development, the park passes like you talked about. Um, so just things to get people out there and doing something a little bit different than your traditional wellness program does. Right. Yeah. So have you seen anything from, from Vail example? And by the way, Kelsey, that was awesome to walk through all those. Th so thank you. Cause I, right. It's while this Vail example is really cool. And I love hearing those tangible examples. It's also great to step back and go, Whoa, you can literally use you know, all those things that you read a lot. There's so many great applications for the lifestyle spending account. So thanks for doing yeah, that. It, stuff, especially from like, if, I mean, if you are an employer with a relatively young demographic the student loan reimbursement is pretty great especially given currently that um if you were put in a hard financial situation it's been paused for so long and so that's a great way to you know give back to employees absolutely yeah have you heard i don't know how tight you are with with the uh the veil you know hr team but have you heard anything of like you know what have been some of the residual effects of of having this lsa when it comes to like retention or recruitment or like healthier employees have they shared any of that with you at all not necessarily just because we're not able to get the data per se but mm -hmm. um but overall i mean absolutely no one's complaining i think that they've done several internal surveys and it's always been great feedback um in terms of people loving the philanthropy behind it um yeah that, i mean my only takeaway is again just the data and that would be helpful from um an employer standpoint just to see what people are most attracted to and what um is most important to their employee base yeah, definitely a good indicator is them being passionate about renewing the LSA benefit over and over again, right? Usually a pretty good indicator is <laughs> um, of, of success. So I appreciate sharing what you can. Um, yeah, and it's definitely important to them. I mean, even given, you know, the, the hard um, financial aspect of COVID and how that affected them, they are still able to do that same um, contribution, which is great. I mean... It's so it's, it's just showing that like, uh, yeah, it's, it can be, you know, when you're giving each employee such a high amount, it adds up pretty quickly, but it just goes to show that they really um, value this benefit and, and giving that to their employees. So. So because you've had this experience with Vail, because I think one thing we've seen with LA, LSA is, is there's so much interest in the market. Like you said, I think in 2017 or 2018, Sherm came out with a big article on it. And then since then, it's been ongoing conversations where employers are very intrigued by it. Um, but when you're having conversations with employers, what do you think the biggest things that they're looking for are? Maybe what are some of the obstacles? Um, I want to hear a little bit more about like your expertise in the consulting world and and how you help those employers come to decisions. I think that the biggest hurdle is honestly just the education piece because this is it's essentially a benefit that I'm, I mean at least at our brokerage, not a lot of our clients even know what it is. And so um, taking the time to educate them on what it is and and the all the benefits of it because we do have a lot of employers, you know, obviously given. COVID, like how do we retain talent? How do we get more talent? Um, and this is a great way to do it, but um, they just, it's just the education around like, you know, what it is, what can you do? What can't you do? How does it work from an administration standpoint? Um, but once they know all that, I mean, um, given, given COVID, maybe not the best time. However, um, 
there's there's a ton of interest and so i don't doubt that it's going to grow exponentially over our book yeah it's a tough it's a tough dilemma right um between like right knowing that there's all this huge movement of people kind of like you said uh kelsey looking potentially to say hey do i still like what i what i'm doing and i might be looking for something else and it can be that really strong recruitment or way to differentiate yourselves the same time being in a position to kind of give that. But like we said, if you're only giving $1,500, you can keep that investment pretty pretty nominal, but still kind of a cool a cool opportunity to, to offer, offering something unique. Well, as we wrap here, Wailana, maybe what we can think about is as we head into open enrollment and we kind of end our episodes with this, is, is there one takeaway that you would give uh, employers or HR pros as they're kind of considering um, an LSA? What things should they think about? Uh, what things should they, you know, focus on as we as we kind of near October, November timeframe here, and if they're considering an LSA? Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I think overall the takeaway is just that it's a solid benefit, and that if you're able to, and it, or if you're very if you're interested and able to invest in your employees and something like that, and you really value health and wellness in a in a well-rounded way. Um, why not? I mean, it's it's really easy from an administration standpoint. Working with you all at Wax has been great, um, and you've all been very helpful from the administration side. Um, yeah, I mean, like it, and then the customization of it is key. I mean, right? You've got your box product. However, um, you can do essentially anything with the benefit, and so. If there's something that's specific to your employee base that they really care about, I like it's usually um, an eligible expense, and so I it's a great way to just you know up your ante with the with the recruitment efforts out there and mm -hmm. set yourself apart from the competition. I mean, it, it would be key for you. Yeah, I mean, it's all down to what goals they're trying to achieve, right? What behaviors you're right. trying to influence in your employees. So I love that. Well, yeah. thank you so much. It was so awesome to talk to you about lifestyle spending accounts. I agree with you. I think it's a benefit that people should take a closer look at. Um, so we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. Wax is in the business of simplifying benefits for everyone. Now, although we certainly hope our podcast sparks some aha moments, like that was pretty cool, but of course we cannot provide legal investment or financial advice. And well, therefore, nothing shared in this podcast should be interpreted as such. We encourage you to seek out appropriate professional advice regarding your plans. Hey, congratulations. You made it through our disclaimer. <laughs> Thanks for listening.